This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I've got my cigar, I've got my libation, and I can tell you that wherever you may have been in this country, with the exception of maybe Hawaii, it has been absolutely frigid across the country. It was cold in the Northeast. It was unbearably cold in the Midwest. And yesterday in the Cigar City... It was a whopping 35 degrees when I awoke and came into Command Center Alpha. So wherever you may be, it is cold. The good news is when you have your cigar in your hand, you've got your libation at your ready, you will be warm and toasty very quickly. And We hope for the next two hours to keep you extra warm and get you fired up because the enemies of pleasure Always want to intrude in our pleasure, and I guarantee you, it'll get you hot under the collar because I know I will be as well. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, semper delictatio. Always pleasure, America's alpha male front and center command, center alpha, humidor 1A. If you care to stay in electronic communication with us, we have multiple ways, and I will do it very quickly. First of all, if you would like to experience the general 24-7, 365, you can do so at CigarDave.com or via the Cigar Dave mobile app for the iOS, the iPhone, iPad, as well as the Android devices and Kindle Fire. And just this week, I received a tweet from one of our lieutenants saying that he went all the way back to last fall and listened to every show on demand in the podcast and archive library while he was in his truck or in his car, and he had one complaint. He's gone through all the shows, and he's in withdrawal. And I said, fear not. There's a new show coming up Saturday. He said, I cannot wait that long. Well, we may just have to come out with a five-day-a-week version of this show. We will see. You never know what may happen. If you want to follow us at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, as well as Facebook, Cigar Dave. Without any further delay, it is my pleasure, before I get to our first item, to welcome from the Sarasota Theater of Operations, the great voice <laughs> talent Ed, front and center, who I know right now is probably by his pool with his feet propped up, with a cigar I in hand most, already, and a libation I to keep him warm. I certainly am. I've got my cocktail with me, and uh, all is well with the world, and, and uh, I'm loving these cooler temperatures. Well, yesterday, yeah, it was cooler, and this morning was cool, but uh, today actually is beautiful in the in the uh, low 70s. Very nice. Tomorrow's going to be a little warmer here in the in the Sunshine State, the Cigar City. Then we go back to cooler temperatures. But how about Colonel Ange and Captain Paul and Lieutenant Gary and even Mick the Brit in the European Theater of Operations and Exo Tim? It is minus uh, 10, minus 15 in the Buffalo Theater of Operations. Absolutely My heart goes brutal. out to them. 
No question about it. I received an email from someone saying, uh, uh, General, I, I, I'm going to pick up some cigars. I just hope that they don't become frozen icicles between my cigar retailer and the house. And let me bring well, up something. The Beatles. Well, I was just going to br- voice telling Ed, great minds think alike. I was ah. just going to bring that up because many people have asked me, what is the best way to store my cigar? Should I put it in a refrigerator? And my first response is, absolutely not. The temperature is too cold. There's not enough humidity. And you could have a 100% humidity with uh, 50, 55 degrees. I think a refrigerator is about 45 degrees, 50 degrees. It, it, there's not enough moisture content in the air at that temperature to be able to properly get a relative humidity of 70%. Now, the major manufacturers, most all the manufacturers, in the last probably 15 years have gone to a freezing process to make sure they kill any potential bugs or anything that may be in the cigar. Because when they roll the tobacco, it's natural, inherent in the tobacco, that there could be potential larvae or lacoderma, which is the tobacco beetle. So what they do is they put the cigars in a giant freezer for 72 hours. And what the freezer does, it does not extract the moisture. It re- it keeps the moisture in the cigar because it freezes everything. It's like a flash freezing. And the key is they bring it out and then they bring it not to room temperature, but they slowly bring it back to room temperature. So uh, as I said to somebody when he was telling me that he hoped he didn't the cigars didn't become frozen icicles. I said, don't worry about it. It's not going to harm the cigars. Just as long as you don't dip the cigars in any snow or water along the way, you will be in good shape. Voice talent, Ed, I have got a story that I must share with you that uh, if you yes. are like me, I will guarantee you this will get under your crop. Ah. This is from the Chicago Tribune. They have an advice columnist named uh, Amy Dickinson. And it is called Ask Amy. You know, like a Dear Abby, a Dear Ann Landers, whatever, one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So this was from a couple of weeks ago, and I have not had time to get to it. But Voice Talent Ed, I know that you will be incensed after I read this. Dear Amy, my husband of 39 years smokes cigars daily. He's a retired doctor, a diabetic. And he knows that smoking any kind of tobacco product can cause serious health problems. He has a friend in the cigar business who sends him boxes of free cigars. He does not smoke in our home. I have tried many times to persuade him to stop smoking or at least to reduce his consumption without success. I let him know his family loves him and is worried about his health. I have suggested he involve himself in community activities, thinking maybe he's bored. I've even suggested counseling, as friends and I think he may be depressed. He denies this. He has no hobbies other than eating and cooking, smoking cigars, and watching TV. He has always behaved as though the laws of nature do not apply to him. I recognize that I already have baseline resentment over heartaches he caused me in the past. I don't relish the idea of further punishment, having to take care of him if his own stupidity leads to health problems. I'm ready to say, dear, if you develop smoking-related health issues, you'll need to move to Florida so that your so-called friend who sends you cigars can take care of you. I doubt this threat would have much of an impact. But can I do this? I work in health care. 
Every day I see cases in which spouses or family members have to take care of patients whose poor choices have led to poor consequences. Sometimes the caretakers are angry and resentful. I don't want to end up like that. Signed, Mm -hmm. weary wife. Ed, first thing I will say, be thrilled that you are not married to a nag such as this woman, weary wife. See, I was just going to say... I've been in radio and television for uh, 35 years, which rather makes me a doctor myself, but a doctor of words. And that lady is what you call a pain in the ass. <laughs> that is correct. And I think, uh, uh, if she doesn't know the word moderation, uh, that, that, that's how we enjoy our cigars. So what the right. hell is her problem? Well, I think uh, nothing that four D-cell batteries couldn't solve relatively quickly. <laughs> but, but I'll send if, them I, to her. Give me your yeah. address. Now, before I, I mean, give I, you... I, 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 I got a deal you, at Radio Shack now. Well, you know what? Remember the Radio Shack used to have the free battery cards? Yeah. Okay. Well, before I get to <laughs> the reply on here, and I will do that in a moment uh, after the break, but a couple of things she says. He may be depressed, and he denies it. He's depressed because he wants to watch TV, he <laughs> likes cooking, and he wants to smoke his cigars? And uh, That doesn't sound like depression. That sounds like a normal male to me. That's number one. Stop busting his chops. Right, exactly. Now, she also says that, that you know, she doesn't want to be angry, doesn't want to be resentful. It sounds to me like she was this guy way. just... Well, this guy just wants, he's a doctor. He enjoys smoking cigars. He enjoys relaxing. He probably, it sounds to me like he probably worked for many years, and now he just wants to enjoy himself and relax. And this woman has a huge issue with him smoking cigars, and she's trying to make a bigger deal than what it is. And she's trying to equate cigars with cigarettes. Now, when we come back, what Mm -hmm. did Ask Amy reply to Dear Weary? We will tell you. Voice Talent Ed is uh, joining us front and center as my co-host today as we enjoy cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames, the alpha male good life. We will give you what Ask Amy had to say to Dear Weary Wife after this. The General does more than just radio. He's got video now, too. See The General in action by subscribing at YouTube.com slash Cigar Dave. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. 
Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Wow, the new Super Lee Hero from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Placencia family, we have a seed called the Super Ligero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nemish, and that's why this cigar is so special, because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full-body smoker, you're going to love this cigar because this character with the Super Ligero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's going to enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers coming this October. Like a wolf feasting on a sheep's carcass, the general viciously shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood-soaked chops with the taste of victory. I will tell you this. I am licking my chompers like a wolf on a sheep's carcass over what the woman that I just described in the previous segment had to say about her husband and his love of cigars. We're rejoined by his voice talent, Ed, who is by his pool, propped up, uh, enjoying the good life, as he should, the general front and center from Command Center Alpha. Now, as I mentioned in the first segment, as I, I talked about, the Chicago Tribune a couple of weeks ago in the Ask Amy advice column, there was the headline, Try Counseling with Hubby Over Anger with Cigar Habit. And as I mentioned, a, a woman who is married to her husband 39 years, he is a retired doctor, she has a problem with the fact that he loves to smoke his cigars, watch TV, and enjoy himself. That's what brings him pleasure. And she's got some anger and some resentment. And so this is what Ask Amy had to reply to Weary wife. Dear Weary, I'd say you are already angry and resentful. You need to deal with your own feelings rather than your husband's behavior. You have a lot to ponder. Let's say your husband is in a car accident instead of a tobacco-caused health issue. Will you take care of him then? Or is it only smoking-related issues you will refuse to countenance? And if something happens to you, 
Will he step up? I realize that sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. But I raise these hypotheticals to point out that this is probably not really about the cigars. This is about your relationship, his ennui, your inability to control him, and your fears for the future. You should commit to counseling and urge him to join you. Perhaps this is your non-negotiable. You'll have to attach a consequence if he won't go with you. (laughs) Respectfully, dear Amy. Well, I would say this. First of all, if I were this woman's husband of 39 years, and she said, if you don't go to counseling with me, then there's going to be a major consequence. I would look at her and say, here's the consequence. Why don't you turn around, leave, and don't ever come back? <laughs> that, would be, that would be ideal because it sounds like this woman is, you know, the uh, NIC, the nag-in-chief. Oh, absolutely. And I should also mention, Voiced, I know what you know what the word N- uh, ennui means, and it's spelled E-N-N-U-I, but for the yes. taxocrats, the libs, the enemies of pleasure who are not as intelligent and as highly educated and as suave and sophisticated as alphas such as you and I and the rest of our alpha audience, uh, ennui, spelled E-N-N-U-I, is a synonym for boredom. So, yes. but I, and I don't now. I know that I probably should define what a synonym is because they probably won't know. But I'll let them look it up. But well, uh, they think we, that's it, what they put on their toast. That's what they put on there. They should put that on their toast. But yeah. uh, ennui is a synonym for boredom. Now, this gentleman is not bored. He's enjoying his retirement. He's watching TV. He likes to cook. He likes to smoke his cigars. She says he has no hobbies. I disagree. Those are his hobbies. And what is so wrong with wanting to enjoy a cigar, prop your feet up, and watch TV? He probably loves to watch sports. I love to watch sports. I love cigars. Uh, who loves? I love to cook on the grill. Not as good as Colonel Ange, but I do my best. And that's really what it's about. So I would say, Voice Talent Ed, the problem is hers, not yes. not this, uh, not the husband. And uh, again, sounds like a nag in chief, and she's the one with the anger. And he, you know, the other thing is, she says that she and her friends think he may be depressed. He may be <laughs> bored. He's depressed because he wants to smoke. Can cigars? you blame him? Yeah, I'd be depressed, Mary. This this woman sounds, this nag sounds like you'd be depressed if you were married to her. And who knows? Maybe for the she last thirty nine years. She should have married the years, damn cat. Right. We don't know what she looks like. For the last thirty nine years, he may wake up every day saying, "My God, my life is miserable." What was I thinking, married marrying this nag? So yeah, she wakes you know up what? To Ernest he Borgnine, or he wakes up to Ernest Borgnine. Uh, Ernest Borgnine had a uh, good-looking hot wife, by the way. He was nothing to look at. But uh, his wife was much younger. Uh, first name was Tova. I can't remember her last name. But mm-hmm. honey. But in any event, Lute, uh, Voice Talent Ed wanted to share that with you because this to me is what – I find it amazing that here's a woman that thinks there's a problem because her husband likes to enjoy and smoke his cigars. Heaven and that's forbid. The key is finding a dame that appreciates your alphaness, that appreciates you enjoying cigars, that appreciates your love of fine spirits and grilling and enjoying the good life. That's what you must find. And I will never forget, I, when you could smoke cigars in Florida in restaurants, this has got to be going back, geez, I'd say eh, probably about 17, 18 years ago, right after I started the show, almost uh, 19 and a half years ago. So about 17 mm-hmm. years ago, went on a date with this dame, very hot-looking dame, hot 
major rackage and stackage legs that went from Atlanta all the way down to Key West. Very hot <laughs> package. Five-star all the way. So we're in the restaurant, and uh, right uh, right before I'm, I'm ready to, we sit down, have a cocktail, and it's a cigar-friendly area in the restaurant, and I pull out my cigar, and she looks at me and says, you're not going to like that, are you? I said, I most certainly am. What do you think? I'm just going to stare at it, look at it? She goes, well, if you like that, if you like that, I'm leaving. I looked at her, pulled out a 20 from my pocket, and said, call a cab. Adios. <laughs> and she stopped and said, she was stunned that I would do that. And she looked at me and said, okay, well, all right, that's fine. No problem. You, you can smoke your cigar. Why? Because she was testing me. And as an alpha, I did not back down, and I gave it right back to her. Now, I was polite. I took a 20 and said, call a cab. I'm going to sit here and smoke my cigar. I'm going to have my cocktail, and I'm going to eat my fine dinner here. And so the fact of the matter is, voice talent, Ed, you have to find a dame who certainly enjoys your cigars. Real quickly, this comes to us from Mick the Brit's home territory, the Academy of Medical Royal College in the U.K. They said in the headline, regular sex is a miracle cure according to doctors. Regular exercise like having sex and dancing, preferably if you're watching a hot dame dancing on a pole, are miracle cures staring us in the face, leading doctors have said. The medical professionals at the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges examined existing evidence into the benefits of exercise as part of a new review for the national health system. Doctors concluded 30 minutes of exercise, whether it's sex, walking, dancing, performed five times per week, would dramatically lower risk of contracting cancer, dementia, heart disease, and diabetes. The risk of getting heart disease slashed by up to 40%, dementia 30%, cancer 25%. So think Throw about the damn that. treadmill Thir- out. That's right. Thirty minutes of banging daily, and you will be far healthier. It sure, sure as hell beats getting on a treadmill or an elliptical or running for thirty minutes. So I highly endorse what the doctors at the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges have discovered. Sex, thirty minutes a day. A bang a day keeps the doctor away. We will conduct the national cigar litation ceremony next. The February selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is CAO Columbia by CAO Cigars. CAO Columbia uses tobacco that is derived from a Cuban seed first grown in Colombia in 1820. It's a captivating tobacco that burns beautifully and smokes effortlessly. It's easy to join the Officers Club. Get all the details at CigarDave.com. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Inejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow, coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, 
Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit MontecristoSocialClub.com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, last year at the IPCPR convention, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Convention, we did uh, seven or eight uh, one-hour live televised shows. And if you watched any of those shows, in the background... There was one of the booths was Bosner Cigars and uh, and it was Bosner B O S S N E R. They're from Germany, but Mr. Bosner was originally, I believe, from he told me Ukraine or Russia. Great guy. But after they saw where we were set up and how we had our 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 cameras, they made sure they moved a monitor and some signage. So in almost every shot, you would see the Bosner logo and the Bosner video, and they actually are great guys. I got to be uh, 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 great. Our whole crew got to be very friendly with them. They were super nice. They couldn't do enough for us. They make chocolate, and they make uh, cigars, primarily for distribution in China and Russia, uh, but they have belts, ties, uh, food, I mean, wine. All sorts of stuff. And we'll, we'll put a link and we'll tweet out a link to their website. And I can't remember, I think it was Frederick Bosner, if I'm not mistaken. But big guy, Russian guy, looked big, very Russian. The big beard, very, very happy. Said, General, we will have cigar, we will have, we will have chocolate, we will have some alcohol. We had some vodka together. Great guy. I mean, every day would bring our crew chocolate and would bring us uh, wine and and then before I left, he's like, you got to pick out a belt. you got to pick out a tie. I'm like, you don't have to. He goes, oh, I insist. Very, very nice guy. And I had the opportunity to sample some of their cigars. Very expensive cigars. I mean, he is in the upper end, super premium on everything he makes. But I'll tell you, we tried a little bit of their wine, tried a little bit of their vodka. Outstanding. And these cigars are made in the Dominican Republic and in Nicaragua. And the packaging is just absolutely off the charts and I've got the Dominican Republic I think this looks like the Maduro actually I'll tell you in one second what it is wait I want to make sure because there's about seven different cigars that he gave me yeah this one that I have is actually the Martin Bosner this is their 20 year anniversary cigar 20 years of uh, making cigars Distributing cigars, as I said, primarily in Europe and in Asia. 
but beautiful packaging. Comes in a beautiful cardboard tube, very ornate. The cigar is magnificent looking. Made down in the Dominican Republic. He only uses Brazil uh, wrappers from Brazil uh, and Sumatra. They've got uh, uh, fillers from the Dominican, from Nicaragua, Connecticut, all over the place. And every time I asked him, I'm like, all right, well, tell me about this cigar. He goes, very special blend. Can't tell you blend. I said, all right, well, give me a hint. Okay, rapper, Ecuadorian. Can't tell you anything more than that. Then I would go back the next day and I'd say, all right, well, tell me, what's the filler? Can't tell you. However, binder is Nicaraguan. Then I'd go back and say, hey, what's the binder? Can't tell you. But filler, Dominican, with a little bit of Nicaraguan Honduran. So it's all over the place. Great cigars. This is the Bosner 20th anniversary. It's called the Martin Bosner. I think he said this cigar went for about 20, 22 bucks U.S. dollars. This is a big-looking size. This looks like a almost a Super Toro, about six and a half inches in length with a, probably a 54 ring gauge, unfinished at the end. So basically, they don't cut it. You just light the entire bottom, and I will take a picture of that and we'll send that out so you can see exactly what that looks like. But beautiful cigars have not had one since uh, probably September. These have been aging, and so I will enjoy the Martin Bosner 20th Anniversary Cigar again, primarily available just in Russia, in Europe, and in Asia. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. My self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel, st stainless steel guillotine at the ready. You can hear it right here. Ready to go. Ma maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, we've got the, from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories, you can hear the Cigar Dave. This is called the Cigar Dave Signature Magnum. Uh, one of the R&D laboratory members handed this to me. This is a very heavy-looking lighter. And uh, again, they experiment with different types of, of looks and so on. He's calling it the Magnum because it looks like a Magnum-sized cigar. It's got a huge tank. I mean, this is probably about a two-inch in diameter tank. It looks like a short little stubby cigar with a little blowtorch at the end. That's what I will try. I will use it. It was just handed to me when I came into Command Center Alpha earlier today. We'll see how it works. Cigar, cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Okay, here comes the cut. Perfect cut. Man, this is a big, I don't, I think this looks more like a 58 ring gauge. Big, big looking cigar. And as I toast the foot of this, and again, it is unfinished. So you don't see the filler leaves. All you see is almost like the wrapper that, continues over the foot of the cigar you don't cut anything you just light it and it will it will then burn to the wrapper and the filler and as i do that voice talent ed what cigar have you lit up for the national cigar lightation ceremony uh, today uh, well i knew this this is a special day because this is my daughter colleen i do have a daughter named colleen and it's her and yesterday and was her colleen. 19th birthday 19 and yeah. My the wife's Portuguese name is Colleen, princess, and my wife? daughter's name is Colleen, and my granddaughter's uh, name is Kylie. Gets confusing around here. Well, Voice Town, uh, it has come to our attention that every yeah. single woman you have dated has been named Colleen. Therefore, all you need to remember <laughs> is one name, and you never get into any problems where if you call them the wrong name at the wrong time. I don't like complication. Yeah. 
Smart man. <laughs> Smart man. All right, I've toasted the foot <laughs> of this cigar. Let me beautiful I, aroma, by the way. Oh, by Padron the way, what did you see you were smoking? Padron 64. And Natural I've, or uh, I got in my glass here, and I just dropped my headphones, so let me get them back up here so I can hear uh, what you're saying. Uh, okay. McAllen 18. Oh. It, nice, yes. Nice electric. Now, your Padron 64, natural or Maduro? Maduro. Oh, I'm far partial to the Maduro. I love the natural, but the Maduro, and just all the Padron Maduros just blow me away. They're so good. You I can just never, don't want to kill the taste of the scotch. What's that, Ed? I said, I just don't want to kill the taste of the scotch. I think uh, the Maduro just goes with the scotch a little bit better. Well, I agree, and it is a heartier cigar to stand up to that Macallan 18 because that Macallan mm. 18 has a lot of flavors of notes and wood, and uh, you, you need a cigar that's going to stand up to that. Now, speaking, you've got your Macallan 18. Well, I need something to wash the wonderful aroma of this and taste of this cigar down with. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Mm, okay. Mm. We're taking a few more puffs of this Martin Bosner 20th anniversary. That was his name, Martin Bosner. Not uh, Wilhelm or Boris. Boris but Bo- Boris Bosner would sound about right for a Russian. Boris Don't you think? Boys Town? Boris. Hello, I am Boris. I am <laughs> Boris uh, Bosner. You come. You come to me. We visit. I will take you to Gulag. We have a great time. Don't worry. Have vodka, and we go see uh, we go see uh, Stalingrad, Leningrad, and all other communists. No, he's actually a, a great guy. Yeah, and I'll tell you, their chocolate in, that he makes for distribution in Europe and in the Orient blows away the chocolate in the United States. And the reason is, in order for chocolate to be called chocolate in the United States, it has to have a cocoa content of, I think, I want to say 8 or 12%. But in Europe, it's, I think, more than double that. I think it's uh, yeah. 19%. And his, he told me, was right around 30%. Fantastic. Now, for my libation, voice talent, Ed, I have yes. pulled out now Jefferson's bourbon. Jefferson's presidential 17-year-old. Now, before I tell you about the bourbon, yeah. President Obama early this week at the terror, whatever he called it, the Radical Extremism Conference, he said that the United States has its roots with the Muslim religion, that the Muslim religion was, has been, has been uh, ever-present in the United States since its founding in 1776. Well, I would take issue with that. Now, I certainly have no problem <laughs> if, if non-radicalized Muslims who are proud Americans, law-abiding Americans, are here. I have no problem with that. I do have a problem when radical Muslims, extremist Muslims, Muslim terrorists do reside here. I've got an issue with that. But this country was founded back in the late 1700s in the Judeo-Christian principles. So Indeed. the Muslim religion was not here in any way, shape, or form. So it's a little bit of revisionist history. However, voice talent ed. The it's just stupidity right. is what it is. No, because the I, I, I thought that, but the president was right. I actually went back to look at the Declaration of Independence and talking about Jefferson's presidential bourbon, I don't know if you know this, but one of the co-signees of the Declaration of Independence was not Thomas Jefferson. No, it was not Thomas Jefferson. It was Talib bin Jefferson. Talib bin Jefferson. So he was right. 
We had a Muslim sign the Declaration of Independence back in 1776. It wasn't Thomas Jefferson. That was his pseudonym. <laughs> his real name, Talib bin Jefferson. You didn't know that, did you, voice talent? I had, I had no idea. And I have yeah, a history exactly. minor in college. It is uh, unbelievable. I mean, when you look at the names, it is uh, <laughs> just other names. I mean, George Washington is uh, Jalil bin Washington. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? But when I looked at the Declaration Declaration of Independence with a magnifying glass, I saw what their real names were. Now, let me tell you about this Jefferson's bourbon. This has been produced in the U.S. and Canada by Castle Brands. It was founded by Trey Zeller, an uh, entrepreneur bourbon expert born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. And they are known for creating unique blending and experimental aging techniques. And in fact, one of their very popular bourbons right now, which is selling like crazy, is the Jefferson's Ocean, which was an experimental bottling. What they actually did is they took bourbon uh, in barrels uh, aged seven to eight years. They loaded them onto ships and then sailed them around the world for six months, a process that Jefferson uh, states ages the bourbon more quickly through the motion of the waves. Kind of interesting. Really? The motion of the ocean. There you go. Well, they say it's okay. not the motion of the ocean. No, it's not the size of the wave. It's the motion of the ocean. Smaller company used a waterbed. What was that now? I said the smaller company used a waterbed. They're out yeah, of there you go. Now. Well, I'll tell you what. This Jefferson's that I have now, this uh, uh, Presidential 17, I bought, I would say, about five years ago. It was one of their original uh, bourbons that they came out with, and they discovered a tremendous amount of aged whiskey from the defunct uh, Steisel Weller Distillery, barrels of various whiskeys aged 15, 20, 25, and 30 years. Now, uh, the minimum is, they call it 17-year select. It is a beautiful, beautiful bourbon. And all their bottles come in a very unique uh, bottle in that it's not cylindrical. It's more an oblong bottle. And I'm going to open this up right now. Let me take a sniff. Oh. Beautiful. A lot of sweetness on here. And again, this is this I've had for probably five years. Making me jealous. Well, this is actually batch number two, bottle number 282, distilled from uh, wheat in the fall of 1991. And I'm going to take a sip, and I will say to you, Voice Talent Ed, cheers. Slancha. Wow. Notes of citrus, definitely some notes of maple. Let me take another sip here. Very rye, even though it's wheat, has a lot of rye content, I can tell. A lot of bite, very smooth, very tangy. Definitely can tell it's been in the, in the, in the barrels for a long period of time because the longer it's in the barrel, the more that woody note that you're going to get has a lot of warmth factor on the CDWF, the patented Cigar Dave warm factor. This is about a 9.3. A lot of warmth wow. coming down. And uh, I'd say probably similar in, in the warmth factor of your Macallan 18, but again with a different complexion because this is primarily corn. And, and when you look at Scotch whiskey, it is primarily using a different malt grain. So very different in flavor. Lieutenants, when we come back, now that we have our cigars and our libations lit, we will continue front and center on the Cigar Dave Show. We have a ton to get to. When I come back, I will tell you about Cuba. 
and all the hoopla going on around Cuba, all these these uh, members of the Senate and House and politicians all want to just jump up and down and make Cuba our best friend. In fact, Conan O'Brien went to Cuba. We'll tell you about that. Much more coming your way, front and center. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no. It's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up the Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And the Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as a unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog, dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase the banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of the banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. You walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper. The Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit RoyalGoldCigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Cigar Dave's health recommendation. Include ample amounts of wreckage and stackage in your daily diet. Screw the fruits and vegetables. Showing my Martin Bosner 20th anniversary cigar. Won't find it in the U.S., primarily in Europe and Asia, as well as my Jefferson's presidential 17-year-old select. Rejoined with our special co-host, voice talent Ed, the hey. voice official of the Cigar Dave Show. It is a pleasure to be here. 
Absolutely. Uh, Ed, uh, you are enjoying your Padron 1964 Maduro with some Macallan 18, I would say, on this uh, fine afternoon. A very good choice. Now, Voice Talent Ed, you know my feelings about the Castros. There are no ambiguities when it comes to my feelings of those commie pinko bastards. Oh, oh, no. We've done the -the off-the-air shows before. Absolutely. And one of the things that I, when you're going to negotiate, first thing you do is you tie any potential concessions to mm-hmm. other concessions. So, for example, if I were to say to the Castros and they said, well, we want to uh, expand the opportunity for people to send money and visit and travel and bring currency to the Cuba, we would say, okay, well, that's right. on the table. However, we want you to release all the political prisoners and we want you to open up the Internet. At which point, if they said, well, we're not ready to do that, say, well, we're not ready to open things up either. You must get to give. That is my philosophy. Exactly. And the the problem is we have a beta as a negotiator-in-chief who rolls over on everything, whether it's Cuba, Iran, you name it, he rolls over because he's an amateur. He doesn't know what he's doing. And the latest, you know, we're seeing now these members of Congress and these senators that are going over to Cuba, making visits, meeting with all these people. And Nancy Pelosi and a Democratic delegation were going over this week. And I tweeted out three days ago, four days ago, if Nancy Pelosi is truly interested in seeing the real Cuban experience, she should be jailed with political dissidents. (laughs) Because she said she wanted to see the real Cuban people. And that's my feeling. You really want to see Cuba? Then you tell Castro, let me see your jails. Let me see where all your your political prisoners, your dissidents, the people that disagree with your policies and and are vociferous about it, I want to see where they're being being held. I assure you they're not being held at the the Ritz-Carlton in Havana. That I can guarantee you. Well, and people here in the United States are jumping for joy. Oh, we're going to get Cuban cigars. It's going to be great. As Eddie Murphy would say, it's fantastic. It's going to be great. We're going to get Cuban cigars. (laughs) Well, Cuban cigars are not that great. We know this. They're they're expensive. They're inconsistent. Now, here's an example of a senator that knows nothing about Cuban cigars and nothing, clearly, about the commie pinko bastard government in Cuba. Uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota. Nothing to look at, by the way. Definitely a lib. Have you ever noticed, voice talent, Ed, that all the liberal uh, politicians, Hillary Clinton, Amy Klobuchar, You name them. They're nothing. Kind of uh, what? Borderline Miskite? Yeah, they're Miskite, they're dogs. Bow wow, wolf wolf. Now, you know what? That's an insult to my German Shepherd Sultan because he's a good looking dog. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think he would even bang any of those libs. (laughs) However, Senator Amy Klobuchar is uh, merging as a leader on Capitol Hill in the push to normalize relations with Cuba. She introduced a bill to lift the trade embargo that's now, what, 50-some-odd years old. Uh, She introduced that bill uh, last week. And she spent four days this week on a trade mission in Havana. She returned Tuesday with fresh hope for renewed ties with the island nation. And she brought back with her a little memento. She said in an interview, I bought a few Cuban cigars personally for my friends, and now everyone will be my friend. Amy, hate to break this to you. I ain't going to be your friend, sweetheart. I don't care how many Cuban cigars. Not going to be your friend. 
And if you think that people are going to be your friend because you're bringing Cuban cigars, they know nothing about the world of cigars, and they know nothing about the alpha male good life. She joins senators, fellow Democratic senators Mark Warner of Virginia and Claire McCaskill of Missouri on the trip. They met with Cuba's foreign minister, trade and agriculture officials, and the U.S. consulate in Cuba. She said Cuba has a growing number of small businesses that have broken off from state-owned companies, including car companies and clothing manufacturers, and that could benefit from American exports. This creates a lot of opportunities. They want more sewing machines. They want more agriculture equipment. They want, tell you what, here's what we want. Free elections, open the Internet, release the prisoners, and we want both Castros to get the hell out of Cuba for a one-way ticket to six feet underground. That's where the hell we want them, and that's what I want. I am so fed up, lieutenants, of these people that want to take off the blinders and think everything is hunky-dory with Cuba. Castro's dead. Fidel, I'm telling you right now, government's not saying it, and Raul is 84. He's not looking so great. If we would have waited, we wouldn't have this problem. Hour number two of the Cigar Day Show is next. This, this is CCRN. The Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, it may be cold outside, but I can tell you that I am fired up. You heard me in the last segment talk about Senator Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota. Talk about gold. It's like minus 48 up in Minnesota right about now. But she just came back from Cuba. And she is thrilled with Cuba, and she had some things to say that I want to follow up on. And we'll talk about Conan O'Brien uh, taping a show down in Cuba and Netflix and got a whole bunch of other stuff. And wouldn't you know it, the enemies of pleasure are at it again, this time after our food. 571-page report by the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee. The enemies of pleasure are after our cupcakes. They're after our steaks. It does not end. But the good news, you have a five-star that will fight them to the end. And as the great General George S. Patton said, the key is not to die for your country. The key is to make the other poor dumb bastard die for his. And that's exactly what we will do. We will make sure that they fail and that we will have the rights to enjoy our cigars, our spirits, our steaks, our Twinkies, our dames, and everything associated with the alpha male lifestyle. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. My pleasure to welcome the voice, the official set of pipes for the Cigar Dave Show, the great voice talent Ed joining us from his very cigar-friendly pool down in yes. Sarasota, where it's, I think, right about 72 right now, voice talent Ed. Far warmer than it is in the rest of the country. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm finally getting some uh, sun on my head here, so it's... Uh... 
Give uh, well, I hope you have one of your cabana girls that is slathering ample amounts of coppertone on you. Well, you know it. It's the Portuguese princess. Mm. Well, your harem of one. Or I was going to say, yeah. there's nothing wrong with you slathering coppertone all over your harem as well. That also works, too. Well, who said I didn't already do that? Oh, very good. Excellent. Yeah. Very good. All right. Now, voice talent, Ed, <laughs> let me finish up with, uh, with uh, the Senator Klobuchar story from Cuba. She went last week and visited... And she said the Cuban government needs to move more towards democratic governance. Well, the way to do that is to not for us to roll over and give Cuba everything they want off the bat. Because I talked about this last week. Now, Raul Castro said, well, we're not going to change our government, our system. We want trillions of dollars in reparations for the Cuban embargo that the United States has, has uh, bestowed upon Cuba. And now they also want Guantanamo Bay back. That is not going to happen. But Senator Klobuchar said she was surprised that so many people recognized her and knew about the bill she introduced last week. She is full of baloney. She said, quote, I was shocked that everyone in Cuba, from tour guides to people, that chapter and verse knew about the bill. They had seen my picture in the news. It was a big deal for them. Senator Klobuchar, you are delusional, sweetheart. You are kidding yourself. If you think that, number one, all these people knew you, you were, I guarantee you, the people that you were introduced to were representatives of the government or the government uh, 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 state police went in and said, this is what you're going to do and this is what you're going to say. I will guarantee you that. There's no way they're going to say to her, Senator, walk anywhere you want. Talk to whomever. Not going to happen. And another celebrity that went to Cuba this past week was Conan O'Brien. And uh, last week on his show, earlier part of the week, he told his studio audience about a four-day trip to Cuba that he took where they taped an upcoming episode of his TBS late-night show called Conan in Cuba. I actually forgot that Conan O'Brien still had a show. Me too. I totally... I, I It's... I just don't go to TBS at 11.30. Him and Craig Kilborn. I don't think Kilborn <laughs> has a show anymore. That that was on CBS. I think he's done. But he's I personally, none of the – Listen, after Johnny Carson, there was no other. He was still oh, the I master. Agree. He was the master. No question about it. But he taped – he said, yesterday I returned from Cuba, and then today House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi arrived in Cuba, which explains why today – the Cuban government asked America to please stop sending us your ambiguous, ambiguously female celebrities. He said, I had, an, I had an amazing experience in Cuba. The people were fantastic. But I do have to say, it's very nice to be back home in front of all you capitalistic pigs. I think he's about well, right. Isn't that you come, nice? Yeah. Well, well, the socialist system just doesn't seem to work too well. Now, speaking of congressmen and senators, as you know, the FDA is... Uh, Enemy number one of the cigar industry. Yes. They proposed deeming regulations as part of the Family Smoking Prevention Act that would include cigars in their widespread legislation and their widespread supervision, which there's no reason. The people that smoke cigars, they're adults. Kids are not smoking cigars. I'm sorry, but I'm not seeing 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds on the corner uh, by the playground smoking Padron 1926 uh, Anniversary <laughs> Series cigars. I'm not seeing them smoking Romeo y Julietas. I'm not seeing them smoking Diamond Crowns. It does not happen. No. 
And for the last two congressional sessions over the last four years, there were bills that were introduced in both the House and Senate with bipartisan support to exempt premium cigars from FDA control. And with the new Congress, if the Congress doesn't pass the bill, the House and Senate don't pass it, and it's not signed by the imam in chief, Barack Obama, then what happens is all the bills die and you have to start fresh. So Representative Bill Posey of Florida has introduced a new bill, House Resolution 662, the Traditional Cigar Manufacturing and Small Business Jobs Preservation Act of 2015. The text, the bill is identical to the bill that was in the previous Congress, which was known as H.R. 792. And the aim is to remove traditional large and premium cigars from regularly, uh, from, uh, uh, from control and regulation by the FDA. It defines traditional large and premium cigars as any roll of tobacco that is wrapped in 100% leaf tobacco, bunched with 100% tobacco filler, contains no filter, tip, or non-tobacco mouthpiece, weighs at least 6 pounds per thousand count. In addition, it must either have a 100% tobacco leaf binder rolled by hand or placed onto a machine or homogenized tobacco leaf binder that is laid by hand onto a machine if the cigar is rolled in the United States. A Senate version will probably be introduced as well. And as I told you back, uh, geez, got to be four or five months ago, maybe a little bit longer, that under the deeming regulations, the FDA proposed two different paths to regulating premium cigars. Two options. Option one would regulate all cigars similar to how all tobacco products are regulated, and this would basically make cigars, they would look at, the FDA would look at cigars just like cigarettes. It would include costly product compliance that would raise the price of cigars. There would be user fees. It would put an end to many new cigars because it require all this testing. By the FDA's own admission, the testing could cost approximately a million dollars per cigar. And it would have to, if a, a manufacturer came out, let's say the new Romeo Añejo comes out with four sizes. Altada Cigar, makers of Romeo, would have to do four different tests. So if they had a Robusto and a Corona and a Torpedo and a Toro, even though it's the same cigar, they would have to do the same test four different times. And by the FDA's own estimates, they figure, they estimate that 50% of the cigar industry would not survive option one. Their own estimates. Now, you tell me how that's productive. Option two, again, by these beauties in in, uh, bureaucratic heaven, the FDA would exempt premium cigars based off a definition much stricter than the one put forth in the congressional legislation that I just mentioned. It would, the requirements for option two to not be overseen by the FDA would be a $10 retail price, no added flavorings, and only primarily long filler cigars. Now, Voice Talent Ed, yes. we know you smoke cigars, many cigars for a long time. I smoke cigars. The Since average college. cigar for a premium cigar in the United States, I would say for a long filler hand-rolled cigar without taxes, I would say is probably, let's say, maybe $6, $7. And the sweet That's spot good now, price. 
Yeah, the sweet spot now. For example, that new Romeo Añejo is in the $8 category. A Romeo mm-hmm. Reserve Real is going to be in the $6, $7 category. Uh, a Padron, depending on the size, but a Padron uh, 1964 is going to probably be anywhere. It's probably above that 10. It is above that 10. So that would be exempt. But the question sure. is, most of a Padron cigars which they make, the Padron regular series, most of those are anywhere between $4 and, say, $8. So mm-hmm. those would not qualify. The fact of the matter is, the FDA, there is no reason whatsoever for the FDA to regulate cigars, a product that is consumed in moderation by adults. They don't advertise to kids. They don't create any merchandise where they're going after kids with cartoon characters. And anybody that thinks that cigars and cigarettes are the same is deceiving themselves. The problem is... You've told people numerous times here on this show that you're, you're talking apples and oranges when you're talking cigarettes to cigars in that ju- it's just how the, the leaf is uh, cured. Fermented. That's right. The problem, though, voice talent, Ed, is that to the enemies of pleasure, they don't care. To them, tobacco is tobacco is tobacco. They don't care. They don't care that cigars are smoked in moderation. They don't care that there are no additives in cigars. That, in fact, by the fermentation process, by a heat-curing fermentation process, a natural process where the cigar tobaccos are placed in giant bulks, three, four, five hundred pounds, that over a period of months, the natural fermentation expels the nicotine and expels the ammonia. Whereas with cigarette tobacco, in a flue-curing fermentation, they retain the nicotine. They retain the ammonia. Totally different. And then a bunch of other crap. I don't know how many other, 80, 100 additives. So the problem, and and as I said, the best best test is how many people do you see running off an airplane (laughs) going to light up a cigar? None. How many people do you see huddled up outside a building in the freezing uh, cold and in the snow and in the rain to light up a cigar? None. You see cigarette smokers, but you don't see cigar smokers. And I, for one, and I know all of our alpha cigar connoisseurs, and even those that don't smoke cigars, we're just fed up with government regulation. It is overkill. It is just excessive. Lieutenants, we have much more coming your way when we come back. We will uh, tell you about the food police, the enemies of the EOCs, the Enemies of Cupcakes, 571-page report just released, and some of these, these report uh, suggestions are absolutely over the top. It is ridiculous. We have much more coming your way, Lieutenants. Voice Talent Ed, my special co-host on this uh, wonderful warm afternoon, at least here in the Sunshine State. Hopefully it's warming up wherever you may be. We will continue around the corner. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave.
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean Basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. Foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General Cigar Dave. Oh, I love this song. I think it was Amy Stewart originally, Knock on Wood. Voice Talent Ed, do you remember this from your DJ days? Yes, I, I do, actually. You know, I remember this song. I remember Denny Terrio, Dance Fever. Oh, Dance That was Fever, one of their sure. theme songs. And do you know that I met Denny Terrio at a J.C. Newman event about two years ago. And, you know, it's weird because uh-huh. you're used to seeing somebody, you know, like 30-some-odd years ago when they were, I think Denny Terrio at the time was maybe like 35. And, like, Denny Terrio <laughs> now has got to be pushing 70. And I'm like, Denny oh, Terrio? <laughs> he still is in good shape, but it's just weird to see somebody when you haven't seen him for 35 years and you're yep. used to seeing him looking one way. In any event, voice talent, Ed, to a degree, I feel a little bit guilty, I have to tell you. Why? 
Because normally you're sitting by the pool, feet propped up, listening to the show, enjoying the good life. And now I'm putting you to work, so I'm taking away from your from your leisure time. Are you kidding? This is a labor of love, man. <laughs> May 2nd, I'll have been in this business for 35 years. I have never had more fun in this business uh, than since when I joined your show. Well, and, and we I'm also well, we also have a great time when we do our uh, live uh, pleasure invasions across oh. the country. And we lieutenants are working on dates. I will tell you right now yeah. that we are looking at let's see how many cities: one, two, three, four. I think five cities that we are working on. What? Uh, for yeah, five live pleasure invasions. So we are working fast and furiously, and uh, the first one will probably be in mid June. We will give you details probably in the next two three weeks. Stay tuned for that. Now, voice talent, Ed. Yes. Uh, very interesting. I saw a story. You know, talking about taxes on cigars. Mm-hmm. The S chip federal excise tax on cigars is fifty three percent. Fifty three percent before any state taxes, which can amount up to. 75, 80%. Now, there is a cap of 40 cents or 50 cents on a, on a premium cigar. I think it's 50 cents. It is 50 cents. Right. 50 cent cap. However, 53% capped at 50 cents. Now, interesting story that I, I came across that said the most expensive ingredient in beer, it's not hops, it's taxes. And they went on to say, this is a Reuters story, saying whether you like craft beer brewed in small batches or the mass-produced variety, the most costly ingredient that goes into every pint of beer in the U.S. is taxes. Between federal, state, and local levies, taxes make up, on average, more than 40% of the cost of beer purchased in the United States. Two, wouldn't now, surprise me. Now, think about this. 40%. First of all, it's not true, and I'll, I'll explain it in just a minute. It's not true. <laughs> but what did I just say about cigars? federal excise tax, and you have state taxes up to 75%. And not all states have a cap on their their taxes. Now, in Washington, I think in Oregon, it's 75% with a 50-cent cap. But in many states, they don't have that cap. New York State does not have a cap. Now, in an effort, they say, to reduce the excessive uh, tax bite, two competing bills have been proposed in the Congress along with legislation at the state level. One of the proposed bills, the Small Brew Act, would, if passed, provide federal excise tax cuts for beer made by domestic producers with tax relief based on volume. Now, the way that beer is taxed now, federal government levies a $7 tax on each of the first 60,000 barrels produced by small brewers. After that, the tax spikes to $18 a barrel. Now, brewers that are not defined as small brewers, those that produce more than 2 million barrels annually, pay the $18 federal tax on every barrel they make. And there's another bill by Senator Ben Cardin and Susan Collins that uh, also, it's called the Fair Beer Act, it would provide tax relief for brewers of all sizes. But I will tell you when we come back, I'll look into this and compare it to cigars. Because there is no question, cigars are getting screwed by the S-chip tax. The federal excise tax on beer and wine is a pittance compared to cigars. We'll tell you about that. And also, the EOCs, the enemies of cupcakes. The EOTs, enemies of Twinkies. EOSs, enemies of steak. EOF, enemies of food, are releasing a report 
about how we should change our diets with some draconian suggestions. We'll tell you about that as we continue. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is CAO Columbia from CAO Cigars. CAO Columbia is the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco. It's a mild to medium-bodied smoke with notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Not a member of the Officers Club? Sign up today at CigarDave.com. The sword, a symbol of strength, honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo. Inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers. Celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities. Blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros. Crafted by the renowned Placencia family with vintage-aged tobaccos. The first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich. Majestic. Complex. The Espada by Monte Cristo. A cigar of pure taste and true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today. And visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Welcome to The Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. run on tofu alpha males run on meat steak cigars and cigar day the trifecta of pleasure ah the gypsy kings i'll tell you nothing gets me more in the mood than enjoying a cigar libation and listening to the gypsy kings they will get you in the mood let's blast it let's blare it a little bit eric Bailame by the Gypsy Kings. Can't wait when they tour again this summer. I will be front and center. All right, Voice Talent Ed rejoins us down from poolside at the Voice Talent Ed compound. And we were talking about beer. The beer industry, especially the craft brewers, are complaining about the federal taxes, the state taxes that they have to pay. 
Yes, well, they should. And I mentioned there are two bills. There's the Brew Act that, uh, if passed, provides targeted federal excise tax cuts for beer. Right now, the federal government levies a $7 tax on each of the first 60,000 barrels produced by small brewers. After that, the tax jumps to $18 a barrel. Businesses or brewers that are not defined as small brewers that produce more than 2 million barrels annually, for example, Coors or Molson or Budweiser, they pay... What's that? InBev. InBev, that is correct. They pay the $18 federal tax on every barrel they make. So there's two competing bills. Uh, And the second bill, I've talked about the first one, the second bill is uh, proposed by Senator Ben Cardin, Taxocrat Maryland, and Susan Collins, Republican of Maine, and has 25 sponsors. Another bill uh, has also been introduced, uh, and basically they would reduce the taxes on beer to three fifty a barrel, and then anything in excess of sixty thousand and up to two million would be sixteen a barrel tax, and then eighteen dollar a barrel tax on production beyond two million barrels. Now, here is the thing about the beer industry. Same thing with wine and distilled spirits are taxed a little bit differently. But let's just look at beer. The beer industry is bitching and complaining about the excise taxes they have to pay. Well, I have broken it down. I have broken it down. I have mathematically broken it down so we can compare apples to apples. Now, when we talk about beer, there are several units of measurement that you need to be aware of. First is a barrel. What is a barrel? Voice telling Ed, do you know what a barrel is? Uh, not a, by the measurement. 31 U.S. gallons. 31 gallons. A keg, people always refer to kegs, a keg is a half a barrel. So a keg is 17.5 gallons. But for this example, we're going to use a barrel, which is 31 gallons. How many gallons? 31 gallons equals how many ounces, voice talent, Ed? Would you like to take a guess? I'm a mathematical idiot. Fear not. I have done the calculation. But I'm taking notes. Take notes. (laughs) 3,968 ounces. Now, I'm going to simplify some of the math. I'm not going to go, this isn't, by the way, this isn't common core math. This is good old-fashioned arithmetic that I learned back when I was a student in grade school. 31 gallons in a barrel, which equals 3,968 ounces. If you figure the average glass of beer that is sold, or can or whatever, uh, 16 ounces, 16 ounce serving, for a, 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 a glass of beer, can of beer, whatever the case may be. Now, at the $7 rate, because remember, there's a $7 excise tax on the first 60,000 barrels made by, by small producers. Then it jumps to $18. That tax per 16-ounce serving comes to two, federal excise tax on a $7 federal excise tax on a barrel comes to 2.8 cents per 16-ounce serving. That's for a small craft brewer. But let's give you the example of the big guys. So if you go out and buy Coors, or you buy a Bud Light, or you buy a Stella Artois, or you go out and buy Labatt's, they are in excess of 2 million barrels of production per year. 
That $18 per barrel tax, federal excise tax, converts to a 16-ounce serving of 7.3 cents. 7.3 cents. So let's say hypothetically someone has over the course of, let's say, an hour, three beers. They're paying 21 cents in excise tax. By comparison, if in one hour I have a premium cigar, that tax is 53% federal excise tax with a cap of 50 cents. Now, I ask you, Voice Talent, Ed, you don't have to be a mathematical Rhodes Scholar, a mathematician, or a Nobel Prize mathematician to figure this out. Who is getting screwed, the cigar industry (laughs) or the beer industry? I ask you. I would say the cigar industry and... uh, You are correct. uh, Hands down. (laughs) Hands down. Think about this. Yes. Again, I'm going to go through this math one more time here, lieutenants. A barrel is 31 gallons. If you divide... 31 gallons, uh, or break it out in the number of ounces, there are 3,968 ounces in a 31-gallon barrel. Average serving, 16 ounces. If you take that $18 federal excise tax, that comes down to 7.3 cents per 16-ounce serving. So again, one serving is one glass, 7.3 cents, one cigar, 53% 53% excise tax with a 50 cent cap, and that does not include state excise taxes. Politicians so, need kicked in the head. Right. And by the way, Senator Ben Cardin, Taxocrat of Maryland, the guy that's one of the sponsors of the proposed legislation to cut the cost of the federal excise tax to $3.50 for small brewers. He was one of the ones jumping up and down supporting the S chip tax to screw. <laughs> The cigar business, the cigar manufacturers, and more importantly, you, the cigar consumers. You and I, cigar consumers. So when I hear this, this headline, the most expensive ingredient, beer, it's not hops, it's taxes, bull-freaking-loney. It is simply not true. Lieutenants, that's why you always have to do the analysis. You have to read. You have to be sure you go through these reports because the lamestream media will take a press release and report it as fact. And I think we talked about Brian. Oh, we talked about Brian Williams last week. But Brian Williams lying, you may point at him and say, oh, he was an egregious liar. I will state to you that every newspaper and every network newscast and most cable networks lie on a daily basis because they fail to do the research. When a report comes out, a supposed scientific study, all they do is take the press release from whatever federal agency or whatever enemy of pleasure group that comes along, and they read it verbatim. They don't do the analysis. They don't go into the report And I have gone through many reports where when you read the report and you read the science and what it says in the report, and believe me, I've gone through some of these reports that are two, 300 pages with a highlighter because once you delve into them, you find the truth. And so I just gave you the truth. So if the beer companies are bitching and moaning, the manufacturers saying, well, this isn't fair, maybe it's not. But I'll tell you what, I guarantee the cigar industry would be more than happy to take a seven-cent excise tax. And by the way, the federal excise tax used to be a nickel a cigar. 
So almost the equivalent of what the beer industry was paying. But now, 53% with a 50-cent cap. So per serving, if you will, one cigar compared to one beer, the cigar industry is paying almost 700% more than the beer industry. Lieutenants, I rest my case. All right, CAO Columbia. And then what we're going to do is we'll take a timeout because I've got another story that I want to get to about the enemies of food that I must get to. But CAO Columbia is our February 2015 Officers Club selection. If you are a member of my Officers Club, and Voice Talent Ed, you know we send you Officers Club selections every month. You will be receiving next week the CAO Columbia. It is a very unique cigar. Rick Rodriguez, the one of the master blenders and ambassador of CAO, did a magnificent job. It is the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobaccos. And I thought this cigar was going to be super full, super rich. Actually, it is a nice, pleasant, mild to medium, creamy cigar. Nice uh, nuances of toasted nuts with some briny nuances. And it uses a Cuban seed first grown in Colombia in 1820 called Ica Mazinga. And it's grown in a very isolated mountainous region of Colombia that gives the tobaccos a very savory taste with a beautiful burn, a beautiful uh, uh, cigar, Honduran Hamastron wrapper, Cameroon binder, gives it a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of spiciness, and the filler is Colombian, that Ica Mazinga seed with a little bit of Brazil. It is a beautiful cigar, super priced, very pleasant. Those of you that are members of the Officers Club, you will get these next week. They are shipping. They started shipping yesterday, and the rest will go out on Monday. And if you are not a member of my Officers Club, what in the hell are you waiting for? Voice Talent Ed, <laughs> would you not concur that you get outstanding selections every month? Believe me. I mean, I, I, I go on social media and tout this all the time. It's incredible. You know, we give you and, great and I would cigars. say that whether I was involved with this radio program or not. Well, we've had some great selections. I'm just looking back here at what we've had the last, say, three months or so. Uh, let's see. December, we had the Rocky Patel Prohibition. Last yes. month, the Kentucky Fired Cure by Drew Estate. Very unique cigar. And uh, this month, we've got the CAO Colombia. And next month, we have a special offering from E.P. Carillo Cigar that I will tell you about uh, next week. But lots of great stuff at the Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest. Go to CigarDave.com right now and join the Officers Club. Lieutenants, when we come back on our final concluding segment, I will tell you about a 571-page report that the enemies of food would like to shove down our throats, and I say, no way in hell will allow that to happen. Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the general enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the pooch pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Civil rights have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by to enact countermeasures. The enemies of Twinkies, the enemies of cupcakes, the enemies of steak, the enemies of food, the enemies of Americans making their own decisions on what they want to consume is under they are they are attacking us once again latest example the dietary guidelines advisory committee released a 571 page report this week and that uh, uh, dietary guidelines advisory committee is the federal committee responsible for nutrition guidelines and they give recommendations to the department of health and human services and the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and they have detailed their plans to, and I quote, transform the food system. And they are calling for the adoption of plant-based diets, taxes on dessert, trained obesity interventionists at work sites, and electronic monitoring of how long Americans sit in front of their television. 
This is Orwellian. The report is open for public comment for 45 days. I don't need 45 days. I'm going to give you my public comment right now. And this report will be the basis for the bureaucrats to develop the 2015 Dietary Guidelines for Americans. They have proposed a variety of solutions to address obesity and promotion of what they call the culture of health. Here is what they're calling for. For diet and weight management interventions, they're calling for trained interventionists in healthcare settings, community locations, and work sites. Great. You go to work, you go to eat that cupcake, there's going to be an interventionist saying, wait a minute, excuse me, you can't have that little cupcake. Put those Fritos down. Get rid of those, those, uh, those Lay's potato chips. And they say, and I quote, government at local, state, and national levels, the healthcare system, schools, work sites, community organizations, businesses, and the food industry all have critical roles in developing creative and effective solutions. They're also calling for policy interventions to reduce unhealthy options, limiting access to high-calorie foods in public buildings, limit the exposure of advertisement for junk food. Here's one that's no surprise, a soda tax and taxing high sugar and salt items and dessert. Now, they're also using another little crutch here that we're hearing all over the place. And it is called, it's not called global warming anymore. It's now called climate change. Climate change. What they are saying is that one of the reasons that Americans should move towards plant-based diets is because of environmentalism and food policy. They want Americans to eat less meat because it will maximize environmental sustainability out of concerns for climate change. They're recommending a Mediterranean-style and vegetarian diets as the best options. And diets that are more environmentally friendly with the least greenhouse gas emissions. And here's a quote from their study. All of these dietary patterns are aligned with lower environmental impacts and provide options that can be adopted by the U.S. population. Current evidence shows that the average U.S. diet has a larger environmental impact in terms of increased gas emissions, land use, water use, and energy use compared to the above dietary patterns. This is because the current U.S. population intake of animal-based foods is higher and plant-based foods are lower than proposed in these three dietary patterns. And they want to alter individual and population dietary choices and patterns. And they want to reduce meat consumption. What they want, lieutenants, is very simple. They want you and I to become vegans. And they're using the BS climate change example and the climate change they're hanging that shingle out because that's what everybody wants to hear we need to do more for climate change there is no climate change it's a load of bull and i'd be happy to debate any liberal chris matthews or any one of those pieces of garbage that are on bs nbc anytime any place oh and here's another little kicker they are also looking for a monitoring device, oh no, they want counsel, coaching and counseling sessions, peer-based support groups and social support, and electronic tracking and monitoring of the use of screen-based technologies to limit screen time in front of computer screens and TVs. Now, this is absurd. 
What are we going to do? Put little meters on little Johnny and, and Jane in front of the TV with a little electric shock that if they if they eat something that's a, a meat product, it's going to zap them like a dog wears those collars on an electric fence? That if we watch too much TV or TV they deem to be not socially acceptable, they're going to zap us? If we go to have a cookie or a cupcake, they're going to zap us? This is Orwellian. This is over the top. It is absurd. But the one thing that the report said, they the recommendation to limit cholesterol from food, they're getting rid of that. Everything they've told us for 40 years about uh, about eggs and, and, and other food, shellfish containing cholesterol, all bunk. Oh, and they also signed off on saying three to five cups of coffee a day and moderate caffeine consumption are good because it can reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. And they say, in order to achieve its goal of a population-wide culture of health, personal health must become a human right. What a load of BS. Voice Talent Ed, 571-page report that to me (laughs) is nothing more than bureaucratic intervention in really the right for 100%. us to decide what we, how we want to live and what we want to eat. It's ridiculous. Insignificant people, busybodies who need to find a hobby, take up knitting or at least vigorous uh, usage of a battery-operated apparatus or their hand. It is I'm so sick and tired of these idiots. It's absurd. You know? and, and it's then, over they're the talking top about in- the the uh, global warming and everything else, and they want uh, everybody to become vegans, and they complain about the cow's... Flatulence. CO2, beans, methane. Three words there. Well, at least one formula. Yeah, and and now to say we want to put devices, monitoring devices, to make sure people don't sit in front of the TV, what they want for all of us to become vegans. And who are these people on the panel? They are enemies of pleasure, enemies of your right to make your own decisions. I got news for you. To this Dietary Guideline Advisory Committee and all the other bureaucrats, We are smart people here in America. We can make our own damn decisions, and we don't need these bureaucrats to tell us how to live and what to do. The hell you're going to put a collar around me and shock me if I'm going to watch too much television or I'm going to eat a cupcake. Lieutenant Cigar Day, the general, say, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be short, sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio and screw the enemies of pleasure.